Ross for the John Curley Sherry Elliker Show on this Monday. Hopefully, everyone had a fabulous weekend. Great to see everybody out there at the uh, Seattle Wedding Show, Sherry. Yeah. They let me go out and introduce the beginning of the fashion show. Oh. And uh, yeah. How were the dresses? Beautiful. I really look great. Great. I walked around with John for a little bit. It was like being with the Beatles. Yes. Seriously. I'm sure it was. Exactly like that. All the moms. Brides are always like, I don't know who that is. Is, Who is that? And the mom's like, oh, my God. I used to watch you when I was a kid. I'm like, I'm a really old Beatle. (laughs) But I'll tell you one one thing before you start the show. There was a moment they had all these dresses for sale. And there was this woman that was trying, young gal trying on these dresses. And we're staying there for a while. And she's trying different ones on. She puts this one on. And Nick turns to me and goes, that's a perfect dress for her. I said, that is great. And there was like, we were probably 50 feet back. But there was a bunch of people watching. So I yelled out, you look gorgeous. That That is the dress. You look great. She turns around. Not because I said it. And then everybody agreed. They all started applauding. She turned, look on her face, was like, oh my, this is so perfect. Not Again, not because I said it, but everyone else joining in. You really realize it's an incredibly magical moment where that's the dress that they want. It was really, really, that made that was the whole weekend for me. It really was. That, that one moment, seeing that look on her face, you're like, yes, I feel this is my dress. And everybody cheering along. It was really kind of nice. I never expected to experience something like that. Did yeah, you feel I that mean- way about your dress, Sherry? I did like I did like both my wedding dresses. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. You see, see, it's that type of attitude. Not no, welcome just, at the Seattle I, wedding I, show. I got I had two weddings, but I do think that that whole thing, uh, the the wedding stuff, is just it, it's a little careful, out of control. Careful, no, no, careful, no, no, but, careful. But, but it, it is truly a part time job for some of these young women, just to have to make all the decisions and every yes. little. thing detail matters you know i know yes. somebody that that was measuring the size of the petals of the flowers to go on each table i mean it's wow. just the details are i mean i i couldn't i could not have done that and then had a job it's just like it's it's a lot of stuff yeah it was um well i i, I witnessed some of it so it's good stuff let's drive into the news <laughs> need more calgon Okay, U.S. economy is quietly kicking. This according to MSN that if you've seen the stock market's going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, inflation is not going up as fast as it was, but still going up. Uh, and the media was called into the White House around Christmas time. They went in there and they said, hey, guys, listen, you need to start reporting this correctly. Well, what do you know? The next day, they started doing stories on price of gas coming down, more American spending, consumer consumer confidence up. Come on, everybody. Get the word out there that things are really, really good because um, the economy is great, and you're not reporting that, and people still don't feel it. In fact, most people say the economy isn't good, so the media is doing what they can because uh, the Biden administration has told them, deliver good news for us. Tell the good story. So that's why you've noticed if you've watched the media recently, especially MSN, um, and any, even, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, Today Show, they're all doing stuff on how great the economy, but people don't feel it. So the Atlantic magazine wrote an article and it was, why do Americans hate a good economy? Um, I, um, I bought a uh, tin hat from Amazon, Sherry. So I have a new tin hat, which I'll take care of the tin hat 
discussion on the economy and how it's manipulated by the media. And even a little tease for you, a writer for Vox that congratulated everybody that was writing on the progressive side in 2017 and 18 for fooling the American people, fooling them regarding the economy. So they basically just show their hand. Well, uh, we'll have, will we be able to play the music for my tin hat uh, moment at 430? And anybody that wants to sort of jump in can be a part of it as well. Andrew, Absolutely. you think? Yeah. Okay, good. So um, do you feel the economy has turned around, Sherry? Do you feel better about it? Uh, no, I mean, I feel better about uh, about the stock market, but inflation is still there. The prices of a lot of things are still continuing to rise and more unaffordable. I mean, Trevor and I went out to dinner on Saturday night, and mm-hmm. between the Uber ride and the dinner, it was 250 bucks. Uh, where did you eat? A, a Chinese restaurant hmm. in D.C. Okay. But remember, they in D.C., they have a lot of service charges, and it's a 10% tax on food, and the Uber ride there and back was, you know, 80 bucks. So, I mean, it, it just, those are the kinds of things that start to, that you really pay attention to because it was nothing to go out to dinner before. I mean, I'm not trying to be showy, but, you know, we'd go out to a lot of local restaurants because we have so many here, and now mm-hmm. it's so expensive. But you have to give the devil his due, and yes, I think that the economy is uh, in better shape than it was, say, around the pandemic, for sure. And and these economic things that, that, that Joe Biden wants people to highlight, is he still labeling that Bidenomics? No, they dropped that. They found out okay. that that didn't, that didn't test well. So October 2020, family of four would spend $238 a week at the grocery store. They're now spending $315. So there's been an increase of 32%, but your paycheck hasn't gone up. So people are feeling the pinch uh, every single day. They go to the grocery store every time they're filling up their car with gas. So, But the White House needs people to believe that things are really good, even though, well, just see how the media spins it because they want you to feel as if, no, the economy's great. We don't want to switch horses in the middle of the stream. Um, the horse, by the way, I think demonstrated over the weekend has dementia. If you watch any of the speeches that uh, the president of the United States gave, I'm sure folks in Iran are going, well, this will be easy. They made uh, more than 150 attacks on U.S. Uh, forces um, throughout the Middle East since October 7th. They've been firing rockets in. Um, we've lost, I think, two or three Navy SEALs that lost a life. And then over the weekend, three um uh, it was funny. The, the White House press secretary had trouble identifying them, kept calling them folks. But three uh, fighting men lost their lives in the attack there in Jordan. 30 were injured. And now the ball is back in the court um, waiting for someone in the Biden administration to do something. They say they don't want to go to war with, a, with Iran. Um, so they don't want to escalate. But that's exactly what Iran wants. So at some point, you have to do something. You have to hit them very hard and stop them. Because if not, if they fire off and hit three, injure 30, you just take a little shot at them. They'll do it again. They want to escalate. That's exactly what they want. And they want the whole Middle East involved. They want Jordan. They want uh, 
Yemen, they want Gaza, What if Gaza has any missiles left over, to fire a few things out into the Red Sea, or at least Iran to be able to go after. So the Biden administration, let's be honest, Joe Biden is in no state to make any sort of decisions. The commander-in-chief basically is void of the ability to, one, think rationally and to communicate clearly. So I don't know who's in there pulling the strings, but they're going to need to do something fairly quickly. Uh, Lloyd Austin is back on the job, and for for whatever that's worth, um, considering he (laughs) really didn't. Uh, wasn't very forthcoming about his condition. I heard okay. something interesting today about the Navy SEALs that died. Two of them died, and they both drowned. And somebody was saying they don't buy that at all, that, that it was a drowning. They think that they something else happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the thing that happened in Jordan was they had turned off their their missile detection or whatever it was because they had a U.S. drone coming in. And they happened to know that, and that that's when they struck. And yes, three died, 30 were injured. Um, several of them, eight of them, had to be evacuated to a more of a trauma hospital. So, how do you how do you do this without escalating it? How do you do you how do you attack the proxies? Do you go right after Iran? Do you just do this with money and cut them off at the knees with? With with funding it, in the Red Sea, there is an Iranian spy ship. You blast that thing out of the water. That thing should be at the bottom of the, the ocean of the sea. Remember when Trump was in there and I understand a lot of people hate him. But remember when he went in there and did a drone strike on an Iranian leader. And then the next day they said, well, that was too much. The media was saying, oh, that was way too much, mm-hmm. way too, you know, you murder. beyond murder. Right. And then I remember I think it was a post of the Times or whoever it was described the guy as uh, I forget how they described him, like this brilliant uh, professor or something. Yeah, he's a terrorist. He was he knew how to kill Americans. And they the drone strike went in there, hit him. They thought, well, oh, 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 now it's going to turn into this great big war. Well, I think at that point, Iran was like, eh, let's not mess around for a little while. They actually they've taken the measure of Joe Biden. They realize what they can get away with. They'll just keep pushing and pushing. It's sad, but true. And unfortunately, it's for the men and women that are at the front lines. They are the ones that are going to be most vulnerable um, to the uh, weakness of the man in charge. The fact that Ben Shapiro has finally, uh, he used to make fun of rap songs all the time. He never thought it was worth anything. Mm-hmm. He always busted on rap. Well, now he has a song. He's rapping, Sherry. You didn't see him rapping, but he oh, raps I, I, named... I, I heard it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not very good. I, I don't hey, think it, the, I think it's number two right now. I don't know. I don't. Chart, I, don't right? I don't follow rap. Listen to me. I don't. I don't follow rap music. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think. I didn't think the overall song was that bad. I thought it was. It was okay. But his part's a little awkward. Dear Casey, as a conservative guy who wears a yarmulke, ever written a yacht, ever sang a rap song? <laughs> well, the answer is yes. Listen to the stats. I've got the facts. My money like this, and my pockets are fat. Ooh, I make money off compound interest. You all live with your parents. I 
just did this for fun All my people download this, let's get a billboard number one This ain't rap, this ain't money, cars and clothes We ain't selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose We ain't pushing guns, ain't promoting stripper poles where are they on the charts right now? They say they're getting blocked, Sherry. Yeah, I, I think this is a marketing ploy. Um, Tom McDonald, who's the rap artist on this, said that they are not getting the appropriate amount of, of exposure that they need. Um, he says that it's it's because they're conservative. It says this is how the music industry screws independent artists. Whether you like me or hate me or think my music is awesome or think it's trash, I don't care. I just dropped a new video and a new song called Facts. TuneCore, a distribution company for independent artists, refused to release the song because of lyrical content. What's and, the lyric that they don't like? Well, he had a screenshot of this rapper called Megan the Stallion. Oh, that's number one right now. Yeah. And yeah. it says that um, I, I she's number she's number uh, she's in the top spot there at number two. And uh -huh. the video has had a, more than a million views more than hers at the same time. Mm hmm. So it's controversial. That's what yes. they're saying. And they don't uh -oh. want it. They've got to bring the tin hat out for that one as well. I listen to Megan, whatever her name is, the. What is it? The, the steer, stallion. The stallion. <laughs> Who I? Joe would be like, uh, I can't, I can't cut out all the curse words because yeah. the first for fifteen seconds, just it's brutal. But um, now Ben Shapiro officially has a rap song, and it won't be played on AM radio if Congress has its way. <laughs> this, is according to the Wall Street Journal. Finally, it looks like car companies are listening to remove AM radios again from Congress. Who could possibly save it? This is a story. It's a here we go again. Um, the car companies are saying we're going to remove AM radios. And in fact, te uh, Tesla, um, Volvo, BMW already stopped making cars with AM radios. The industry's people say, look, this is a safety feature and there needs to be some kind of posting on the window or the sticker or whatever it is um, that says this car does not have an AM radio because yes. that is a very distinct feature and it is a safety feature. Um, and they, they got a petition together and there were tons and tons of people that sent this out to Congress saying, please don't, please protect AM radio. There's and all, all the letters were handwritten, right? Well, they were handwritten <laughs> or, or, or carved out on a tablet. <laughs> There was, it was their quill pens. <laughs> the reason it's a safety thing is because if you, the FM goes out, the AM, you can still get that. So if it's some sort of emergency or whatever, or you see the signs on the side of I-90, you know, for road conditions or for whatever, you can go to like 6, 6.30 AM. I think mm -hmm. that's, or whatever it is. And you tune it in and it's just, just repeating thing. This is 6.30 AM. And then they just give you the road conditions to explain you there's some sort of problem. So it's there for a reason. And they're saying if it's, if you lose the AM, you're going to lose the, the ability to communicate quickly with people that then don't have AM radio. Well, four, 400,000 people, listeners have emailed or called or sent messages saying, you know, please protect this uh this precious thing that we have called am radio do you ever work for am joe nope never no.
Sherry? Oh, yeah. Did <laughs> yeah, you sound any less excited? <laughs> no, I, know. I, huh? I mean, no, but when I worked for them, AM radio was a thing. And um, in Baltimore, the AM radio station was a huge news talk station. But then they, they finally got an FM signal and, you know. Yeah. Why, did you work for an AM radio station? Nope, never done that. No, 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 no. Oh, well, there's still time. We got two okay, here in the building, right? The sports and yeah, yeah. Uh, KTTH. There we go. Okay. See them at the Christmas party. Yep. Uh, they're the ones with their pants pulled up very, very high, right? <laughs> <laughs> Metal note. They got me. There we go. All right, a little segment every once in a while because you know people are like, well, you know, this I hear this stuff. It sounds kind of conspiracy theorist to me. Conspiracy theorist. Write that word down. Yeah. Hey, tinfoil hat. Here's the question. Is the economy really good or not really good? Is the media spinning it in order to keep Joe Biden or whatever's left of Joe Biden in the White House for another four years? And um, what's the truth about the economy? Are we sort of getting gaslit uh, by the media and by the White House? Because we hear or you read or you see there's MSN. The U.S. economy is quietly kicking ass. It's doing great. And everybody you hear talk about how great it is. And your Joe Biden said that they've created 14 million jobs. Boy, if my father was still alive, he would scream to the TV. The government does not create jobs. You did not create 14 million jobs. You don't create jobs. You don't create wealth. You take wealth. That's uh, my father's numeral sort of speech at the, uh, the TV when everybody would say that they created the job. So is the economy doing better? Um, or are we getting the straight poop? Um, or is it really not doing well? Because as much as James Carville um, probably wishes he didn't say this because people quote it all the time, right, Sherry? But it's um, it's the economy, stupid, right? Mm-hmm. The exit polls had people coming out of Iowa and New Hampshire, the two things on top of everybody's list. One was border, two was economy. So mm-hmm. where are we with the economy? And is it are we being, you know, fed stuff? We know that Joe Biden had problems with the media and he invited the big guys in and they all came in there. This is right after Christmas time. And he told them, listen, you need to start, you know, saying that the economy is in better shape than it actually is. You need to start reporting correctly. Somebody asked him, why don't Americans feel better about the U.S. economy? This is as he's coming out of the White House. And he said something about, well, you need to start reporting it the right way or something like that anyway. So I'm going to, uh, Joe, do me a favor because my computer won't allow me to do this. Will you play the cut that uh, the economy is great real? Um, see it right there? A mashup economy yep, yep. is great for Biden. Here it comes. Yeah, please. Well, there's the difference between how it looks and how it feels. Right. Actually, the economy is doing okay right now. If you actually take a step back, the U.S. economy is strong. The economy, by all objective measures, is doing pretty damn well. The economy has actually been incredibly strong. The Biden economy is great. Yes. How does it look? Uh, honestly, pretty damn fantastic. But will voters give President Biden credit for it? The question for Biden is, will voters give him credit? When we report on how great the economy is doing, 
What do you do you feel that? Why aren't voters giving President Biden credit? Americans don't seem to be giving him the credit. Why is that? And what does he have to do to turn that around? If people aren't paying attention to it, then it's very hard to go out and take credit. Voters don't like understand essentially your grasp, but he's had these legislative wins. Most voters don't understand what you're trying to tell them. Are we going to get oh. to the point? where facts do not matter. And for the the economy example, people are going to feel the way that aligns with their political party. Republicans are never going to say the economy is good historically while there's a Democrat in office. If you ask them about the economy, they start looking at it through these partisan lenses and they tell themselves stories that are completely at odds with the reality. Nobody wants to give Joe Biden credit for what is really a remarkable situation with the economy. Why don't people give him credit? Well, I don't know. That's the American psyche right now. We're we're in a bad sort of mood. Do you think there's an element, you know, people just like being unhappy? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so, so it's two things. One, we're crazy. We just like to be unhappy. Two, we don't understand it. Uh, it <clears throat> we're not sophisticated enough, and we just don't give them the credit because we're too partisan. Well, I mean, if half, 82 million people voted for him, but when you ask, he has like a 38% approval rating, and one of the things they, he doesn't score well with is the economy. So I told you the numbers at the top of the 4 o'clock. So it, what you now, um, in order for a family of four, you had to, three years ago, you had to spend $238 for one week's worth of food, groceries it's now 315 people's paychecks have not gone up 32 percent and more americans are in more debt than they have been before it's now at one point 1.7 trillion that's the highest it's been it's gone up as well because people are putting more money on credit cards and they have spent down all of their savings so if you look at consumer um delinquency is up credit card delinquency is up people are paying more and taking more time to spend uh, car repos are back up again people generally just can't keep up and they're reminded of it every single day when they go to fill up the car with gas or when they go to buy something that they just doesn't go as far as they did before you can't inject 1.9 trillion dollars into the economy as you did with the american rescue act and not expect it to have this sort of effect upon everyone so the question is does the media manipulate this stuff i remember when i was reading all the stuff coming out after uh, donald trump's tax cut and the guy from Vox, a writer for Vox, tweeted out basically congratulating progressive writers for doing a great job of convincing the American people that the tax cut, the Trump tax cut, was only going to rich people. And the reason he congratulated everyone is because he knew it wasn't true, but he said, hey, we did a great job telling people they weren't going to get a tax cut and they feel as if they're not getting a tax cut. Then the media went out and talked to people. Did you get a tax cut? And they interviewed this one woman, and she said, no, I normally get $4,000 back at the end of the year. I'm only getting $2,000 back. Why? Well, you find out it's because what happened with the tax cut, they took less of her money every single week. She didn't adjust withholding, so she actually got more of the money she earned because of the tax cut. Every it, single it, bracket got a tax cut and the guys at the very 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 top actually paid a little bit more but the vox writer convinced everybody and all the other folks on the left convinced people oh this is a rich tax cut this is only for the rich he only cares about the rich 70 percent of americans said when the tax cut occurred it's not going to help me wasn't true but the media made people feel as if well that's only for the rich guy well congratulations they've done it to you before they'll do it again
if you want to, the the woman that you're speaking of, we have a, a, a sound from her where oh, she oh. W- it's her perspective on what the tax oh, I, yes. cut means. I yes. see her right here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is uh, was a couple of years ago. Here's Karen Speziali says she's always been that member of her family. The one who gets her taxes done early. This year, she was expecting a refund similar to the one she got last year, about $4,000. But she was Mm. in for a surprise. My refund was about half of what it normally is. It used to be like $4,000, and then I got $2,000 this year. Speziali says she tweeted about her frustration when she realized the refund she had counted on had been eaten up by a change in withholdings that resulted in small increases to her paychecks dispersed over the course of a year. I got less money because I was getting more back in my paycheck. But that is- oh, 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 oh. So you got more money back right. weekly, right? Right. So you didn't get your big 4000 at the end of the year. You were getting it weekly. You could have spent it during the week. So you did get a tax cut. You just didn't realize you were getting more of your money back, and you were waiting for your big 4000 which you did It's not a tax break, in my opinion, because all you did money <laughs> I know. from getting your return to getting it in your paycheck. The Florida woman says she was counting on a sizable refund this year because of medical uh-huh. bills related to her failing kidney. I'm oh. dialysis. I'm waiting for a transplant. So, and I actually still work full time, but I was um, planning on paying off some bills. Yeah. Well, maybe if you had kept track of the fact that you were getting more money every single week, that was your tax cut. You got it weekly rather than the big check at the end. <laughs> they go out there and they interview her and they're like, look at this. She was expecting, but she didn't get it. Right. But she did <clears throat> get it. She just didn't get it in the form that she's used to. Yes. Here's the guy from Vox messaging success uh, over Donald Trump's tax cut and job cut. The president signed into law in December 2016. The Times speaker, Paul Ryan, said about the bill saving families making $73,000 a year, 2000. Progressive groups did a good job of convincing people that Trump's raised their taxes. This guy goes on to congratulate everybody for lying. But so... Do they spin it how they want? Can you trust them? Is the economy really good? I guess you just look at your own bank account and know whether or not you're happy with the Because the man in the tinfoil hat is sitting on the phone tonight. Where's the hat? Mine? Yeah, you said you got... It's tiny. You, you it's said tiny. you got a back hat. Here. It's right back there. It's very <laughs> tiny. <Okay. laughs> All right. Here we are. This is the segment of the show where we talk about Norway, Sherry. That's my on my bucket list. I, I, I really want to go there. Oh, fascinating. Anything else <laughs> about it? Well, I have a neighbor that lives across the way that's also Norwegian, and he flies the Nor- Norwegian flag. Okay. When you think of people from Norway, what do you, how do you sort of describe them in a sort of a generic way? Um, blonde. Um, tolerant tolerant uh mm-hmm. really okay in the cold pragmatic yep right so if you were to want to sort of work into the lexicon you could say oh you're so oslo right <laughs> well you want to describe somebody as being pragmatic patriotic yeah. you know dealing with the harsh environment that's so uh, oslo of you sherry is it so oslo, oslo in sweden 
No, it's in Norway. <laughs> put that. Hey, by the way, check your bucket list for a for an atlas, would you? Jeez. I thought it was Oslo, Sweden. Okay, I want to go there too. Check your other but. neighbor. See if he's got a flag hanging around. <laughs> here's some Norwegian. Here's some Norwegian slang. Let's say are you and that basically means are you on drugs? You can also say that to someone that says something yeah. really stupid when the answer is like obvious. Next one. It is tasha yeah. uh, to tasha something basically means to steal something, and it's a uh, word commonly used around the Oslo area. You would say something yeah. like. Oslo, Sweden. <laughs> hey, hey, Sweden stole Oslo. Hush, Oslo. I mean, seriously, did you Sorry. steal it? I'm just realizing how stupid these words are. The next word I'm just is realizing how stupid yeah. I am. No, you're fine. Okay. No one asked you to do math. Norwegian says, and it is yeah. or geography. Just ha, and it means huh. If I didn't like hear what you said, I would say ha, huh? and that isn't ha. mean. It's just something we Norwegians ha. do instead of being polite and saying pardon. What did you say? You know, if you're like foreign and you visit Norway, you will notice that we say ha huh? to absolutely ha. everything. If we don't ha, okay, and they've got something new—a new slang word. What is it, Sherry? Uh, I guess we would consider this to be. Det var helt Texas. Completely ah. bonkers. That's right. Yes, it's completely crazy. Health Texas. They use Texas as a slang word for insane crazy. Ha! Huh? <laughs> huh? uh, and this, the way this came about was, I guess there was a, a trend in Norway where people were watching a lot of Western movies, a lot of cowboy stuff. And they somehow associated the word crazy with the state of Texas. And it's a big slang word. So it roughly, it means totally, absolutely, completely bonkers. You wouldn't call a person totally Texas. It usually describes a chaotic atmosphere. So mm -hmm. for those Norwegians, when like they're out of fish, Get the fish or what they little fish. It's Texas. It's crazy. Health Texas. Health Texas. So you think that Sweden has our capital? Yeah, Health Texas. That's Health Texas. <laughs> it's so funny. They steal a part of that stuff. I like the fact that at least those folks in Norway will use different words. In French, in France, they have a minister of cultural language something. I forget the official term. Big long term. No English. Nothing can be advertised. Like, for instance, when they want, you know, Nikes just do it. The French are like, no, no, no. Can't have the English because it's the protection of the language of France and to protect the words. And they don't want the um, American pop culture, the Americanization of of France's language. So it's very, very strict when it comes to advertising and marketing. And they battled Nike with this. When Nike's like, that's our thing, just do it. They're like, no, we'll translate it. So of course they translated it into something. And like, it kind of loses something when you translate it, but it's the protection of the language. Norway, on the other hand, is like, you know, come on in, everybody invades us. So we'll let America come in and invade our language. We'll let anybody come in and give us whatever we want. And we'll end up calling stuff Texas has been crazier, out of control. Mm -hmm. Okay? Out outrageously crazy, yes. Okay. The poor ha? people of Texas. The poor people of Texas. Huh? Huh? Huh?
My friend moved down there, and like seven years later, I called her up. She said, great. How you guys doing out there? You guys great? Oh, I was like, wow. Hey, Margaret, what happened to you? I'm great. You uh, great? I'm like, hey, Margaret, is that you? It's like when people yeah, go to England Yeah, why? What's wrong? It's great. No. She goes, yeah. Oh, yeah. The person goes to England on holiday. They come back, uh-huh. and they've got the Madonna accent. I'm sorry. How do you say... Um, uh, you were gone for seven days, okay? That's not a real accent. What can I say? I just sort of, you know, I, I so easily pick up accents. Remember when Madonna had the weird accent? Remember that oh, whole yes. thing? Oh, yes. And she was called oh. Madge. Yes. Yeah, like they, yeah. They, there was a thing, and she was like, like uh, are you hungry? A bit. Yeah. I mean, just like, oh, yeah. so pretentious. Went, right. Nate went to Renton one weekend, came back. He's all Rentonized.